How's it going today? Going well. I'm uh I'm having a great holiday weekend. It's a holiday weekend here in All right. in the US. Memorial Day. I remember those days. Memorial Day, yep. Yeah, <laughs> you you spent some time in the US, right? I was nine years there. Yeah. I was in New York. Uh just yeah. Had enough of it after nine years. <laughs> As I'm out of here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. Yeah, we were talking about moving to Canada, I think, Oof. last night. So Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how about you? How was your how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. I did nothing yesterday. Uh I made myself sort of I gave myself a go to do nothing related to work, not even think. Whenever I would catch myself just thinking of a task to add to myself, I would just stop and I'd be like, Okay, if that ever comes back then yes, I'll I'll add a task, you know. But today I'm just going to relax. So uh, with a couple of friends, I went out in the nearby park. It's a huge park, actually. It's like a forest. And just had maybe about five miles of walking. It was raining a bit. So it was really nice for a change. Nice. Yeah, so that's what I did. Nice. Um, and now it's Monday, so yeah. Yeah, time to get back at it. Yeah, did you guys party? Did you go out? Like, how does that work right now over there? <laughs> no, it rained. It rained oh. all weekend here. So you kind of got stuck inside. Um, oh. I had some friends over um, from two different states. They were they were here from two different states, and we just kind of hung out at home, nice. which was nice. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. very good. So hey, I'm I'm super curious about the sale. So I want to hear about that. I read your yeah. tweets and everything, but I sort of want to hear it from you, like how how it went, and you know, like how you feel now after yeah. all that. And, yeah, if you want to share. Yeah, that tweet kind of blew up. Um, I mean, it's you know, blew up for my the size of my account. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it was so. Yeah. So let me start from the beginning. Um, I created this app called Inspired, and the whole the idea from the very beginning was to sell it because I didn't want to grow it. Um, I'm I love building things, but when it comes to like marketing and growing, um, it's not my cup of tea. So I, I do think that I'll eventually have to grow something, <laughs> and like so I can actually have a business that I have like MRR in um but for this one i just wanted to build it um learn gpt3 because it's it's gpt3 powered um and just build it and let it go to somebody who could do something with it and that's exactly what mm -hmm. i did so it was 48 days from the day that i started building it to the day that i closed the deal and basically nice. i um listed it on micro acquire and also on side projectors. Uh, at first, I listed it for $2,000 because I completely undervalued it. I was like, oh, it's not that big of, a, of an app. But then the, the requests just came pouring in, like everybody wanted a piece of it. Um, so I kind of took my time and I raised the price to $5,000 um, since nobody had really made an offer yet. Um, and... I had a call with a guy within like two days, somebody wanted to get on the phone with me and talk about it. And he, um, he was really interested. Uh, he 
offered like $3,000 for it and I had just raised the price to 5000 I was still getting a lot of interest. So I was like, mm-hmm. let me not rush this. Um, I was like, I'm, I'm not interested in taking 3000 for it yet. Um, so that, you know, after his call, I thought, you know, oh, people are going to, people are going to keep pouring in and, and it was mm-hmm. like crickets after that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was, I was really, um, I was really kicking myself for not letting it go. Um, it was like about a week. And then mm-hmm. finally I got an email that was a guy who was like, hey, like I really, he didn't even contact me over microquiet. He just emailed me straight up and he was like, hey, I'm interested in buying, like I want to buy ASAP. And I was like, yes. Nice. <laughs> um, so we just kind of went back and forth a little bit. I showed him the app. I showed him around kind of the, the, you know, the inner workings of the app so he could see it was, it's, I, from the very beginning, since I was thinking of selling it, I made the app very organized um, because it's very easy to get disorganized and very easy to get lost in all of the groups inside of bubble. Mm-hmm. Um so I showed him around. He was pleased with how it looked and um, it moved very quickly. You know, within a day or two, we signed the contract. Oh, within another so day, he he paid. Um, so, yeah, it's I think overall it was a huge success and it was really my first real acquisition. I've sold a few different things before, like but very small, um, not anything that, you know, I would consider a successful acquisition this one was my first actual successful acquisition i would say even though it was small still like it was it felt really good yeah i mean compared to the time you put in um and yeah how fast everything went i think it's incredible uh how did that make you feel like after the sale like did it boost your confidence uh trying to compare it to myself what happened to me so that's why i'm asking that yeah it totally boosted my confidence i mean like now you know i went from being someone who doesn't complete things. So I, for years before this year, I'd say, um, I started things and I would work on them for a little while. And when I either got bored of them or they didn't gain as much traction as I imagined they should, I would just quit. And I have a whole you know, graveyard of unfinished products (laughs) under my belt, Um, which is, you know, I I hate to say it, but like, that's just how it was, you know? And just the fact that I completed something now that I started something from the very beginning from scratch and then went and completed it and made a sale, like that just changes who I am now, you know, mm-hmm. that like my identity has now changed to someone who starts and finishes things and sells them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's just like a major shift um, in just the way I see myself. And I think that like the money was nice, but I think that shift in how I see myself is going to make all the difference now to mm-hmm. how I move forward and how I approach projects. Um, it's like you don't see yourself a certain way until you do that thing right and yeah this just, and the it's switch so is valuable. like so quick right like that's yeah. sorry to interrupt yeah like the switch like it's after you see the sale it's like oh i'm this now yeah right yeah yeah it's it's really i 
I, um, James Clear has a book called Atomic Habits. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you've, if you've read yep. that. Um, but he talks about, you know, it's not about the, it's not about like actions. It's about identity um, and like how you view yourself. And mm-hmm. um, you have to, to build tiny habits so that you can view yourself in a certain way. And I feel like this definitely did it for me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been, really good. Yeah, I think it yeah. also has to do, I had this sociology class in college. And uh, one thing that the teacher said, I remember this is like so long ago. He said, um, she said, uh, you think of yourself. Uh, let me let me put it this nicely. Um, you think of yourself, what you think others think of you. Mm. So in a way, it's not only that our thinking of ourselves changes, but what we think others now think of ourselves, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I sold my startup, like my, my product, I can't call it a startup. It was only me. So it was a product. And uh, immediately what happened to me is like, all right, so now others know that I can do this. Mm-hmm. Hence, I think of myself as that now. That's sort of what happened with me. You know, it's like immediate change in my attitude. Like, oh, I can do this. I can do it another time. You know, it's just like, I hope I do it again sometime. (laughs) But that's sort of what happened. You know, it's like, oh, this is how it's done. I can do this again. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So good. So happy to hear that for you. Yeah. That goes also with like, so I posted on Twitter, you know, like I, I want to be very transparent about and kind of build in public, you know, about what I've been doing, you know, how much, you know, what I sold, Mm -hmm. how much time I spent on it. Like, I just wanted to be like as open as possible about it for like the sake of building in public. And also the fact that the reason I was able to do this is because I've watched so many other people do it and it kind Mm of inspired me to do it myself. So I kind of want to pay it forward Yes, and inspire other people to do it as well, which I was validated by because like several people retweeted it and said like this is super inspiring like this is you know this has inspired me to finish my projects and stuff so that was great to hear that like it actually had that effect um Mm -hmm. but kind of a secondary effect uh that it had is that so many people saw it commented um liked it you know and everything and it's like uh like you said like now people see me as someone who builds projects and sells Mm -hmm. them and that definitely has an effect on how I see myself as well and how what I believe I am capable of doing um so that is so cool yeah that is awesome so happy to hear that yeah yeah it's been a good weekend (laughs) oh my that's like 295 (laughs) likes 34 comments 28 retweets is that the tweet right May 29 yeah yeah that is incredible yeah. Yeah. I also got a bunch of requests for, um, like in my private, in my DMS, Mm -hmm. um, I got four or five requests for, um, a course showing how to connect bubble to GPT three. Um, so I think I'm actually going to put that together and, um, yeah, show people how to, cause I guess that's something that people don't know how to do yet i i I mean it took me hours to figure it out so it would be nice to put something like that together and put it out there so that people are able to do it too 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you had those requests, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. After I sold my product, I had so many people ask me to team up. And I'm like, no, I, I just want to relax now. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> it was like right after I sold it. So, you know, you definitely get that sort of um, interest from other people that, hey, you know, there's a person that can do this. So Yeah, uh, they wanted to team up to build a, a new product? Absolutely, yeah. I'm getting mm-hmm. that like every... Um, every week, maybe every other week, I get somebody writing me about, you know, doing something together. Oh and wow. it's usually somebody that's non-tech, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, being sort of having being a developer sort of gives you that power to, you know, be able to pull off anything, I guess, almost. And yeah. it's incredible how many people out there uh, are that want to start something Um and they just want to find somebody that can do it with, like a, a founder, non-tech founder wants to find a developer that can pull it off. Uh, it's really incredible. And also micro acquire that shows you how much interest is in purchasing these tiny products that someone has built, but maybe doesn't want or they can't market, etc. And then somebody with sales skills, they can just say, hey, this is ready. I can just, you know, run with it and make something out of it so i think it's really cool you know and i i know we talked about this before that it's it's one of the models to maybe build a product bring it to a certain point with maybe a couple of users i don't know 10 to 20 users maybe paid maybe none a working product and then just put it up for sale and see what happens you know and i'm sure if the product is close to okay i think you can sell it yeah um so yeah definitely open up my mind to that sort of model if i can call it a model i don't know it's not a business model it's like i guess it is make products sell them completely yeah interesting yeah, definitely if, interesting concept yeah if you kind of build your whole business around that idea you mm-hmm. could it, it could be i mean if i if i did this every 30 days i would be yeah I would, I would be <laughs> doing pretty well. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. And then people know, like, hey, Fernanda does this. Let me see what else she's put out there. <laughs> yeah. You have, like, a list of products for sale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know. Yeah. That is interesting. And are you, like, one thing I, I don't know for sure, I know you somewhat code or you don't. I, I, I'm not clear with that. So I, I dabble. Okay. Um, so I... It's, <laughs> I, I would not call myself a developer, like a code developer. Okay. Um, but I can, so like view, I can, I can code in view and, mm-hmm. you know, HTML, CSS, all the frameworks. Um, I'm definitely not a backend developer. I don't know anything about backend. Um, so. But some yeah. of the front, I guess, you know, it looks like. I do. Yeah. I, I do know front oh. end. Um, oh, but like, it's a lot. It's a lot easier for me to do no code. Okay. Uh, so I actually just started. Have you heard of Remake the Web? I've seen it. Yes, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I thought it was a really interesting uh, framework to build apps. You know, build really simple apps. Um, and it's basically you build it with just HTML and CSS. Um, and then there's like objects and arrays that you put in there. Uh, and it calls from a JSON file okay. to to show the data. Um, so I was like, okay, I could do this. Like, this is something that I could do in code. You know, if it's just HTML, CSS, and um, 
and then a few objects. Um, so I started playing around with it and I was like, I could do this so much faster with no code. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, like I, I could learn it and it would be fun to learn and it would be fun to to play around with it and possibly it would make me feel really good to to create something with it but at the end of the day like I can do it in half the time with bubble mm -hmm. whatever I'm going to do with that you know so I, I I'd say I'm more of a no coder than I am a coder okay well I guess yeah. you know like this is sort of like recently um just thinking what no code is you know and when you look at certain frameworks like Laravel or whatever people are using in a way like they are no code because they have simplified so many things, you know, you have them ready out of the box. I know it's not entirely no code, but the concept is sort of the same, you know, you're just building things with these preset sort of things. So I know you can customize it more maybe than bubble, which I'm not that familiar with, but I know they're very advanced recently, right? Mm -hmm, like you can do pretty much everything that you think of. It's amazing. I mean, yeah. You can, yeah, yeah. It's it's incredible what you can do with with mm. a visual programming, you know, in Bubble. It's yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I know you were tweeting recently that you know should you code or not. But if that's if that's faster, I mean, it's sort of making me check it out <laughs> and see what I can do with it. I mean, why not? If it makes you know, I have a couple of ideas that I I'm kind of lazy to start with coding so maybe that's easier than i can i can probably yeah. pull it off there yeah you know. there are several developers that that build with bubble like um uh xavier quafard okay uh he's doing the six products in six months uh mm -hmm. challenge and i talked to him a little while ago and he was saying that like he's a developer he knows how to code you know he, like really not not like me like he's actually a developer but he's built every single project project that he's built so far has been with no code because it's just so much faster mm -hmm. and uh, completely doable right like the functionality is all there and is it usually um you mix different products to make something or is it just bubble or so bubble has a lot so bubble has an api um okay. connector where you can connect like an api from any you can connect any api into bubble mm -hmm. um so if you're thinking of building something with you know on top of another product that has an api bubble is great for that oh um that's what i did with the gpt3 um mm -hmm. it also has hundreds of uh, i think i think hundreds now of plugins um that build on its functionality so you have like the core bubble functionality and then you can add plugins to create you know to to add little functionalities here and there that may not be in the core ui um so yeah it's it's very powerful Pretty especially cool. because of the api connector i think the the fact that you can build on top of any other product with bubble is is just amazing yeah now yeah. I can see a lot of people doing things with Notion now with it, mm -hmm. maybe, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's very nice. So, yeah, congrats again for the sale. And um, what is what is next? What are you working now? Yeah. Um, so I actually uh, crowdsourced ideas <laughs> on Twitter um, because I started working on 
um, so I started working on a bunch of different things. So I started working on um, a website as a service platform for labs, like scientific labs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turned out that the freelance work that I'm doing right now um, is probably a conflict of interest for me to build the lab websites because I work with labs a lot in this in this freelance job. So I decided to put that to the side for now and not risk it. Okay. Um, so I had started on that and then I put that to the side and then I wanted to build something with the remake the web uh, technology. So I started building, uh, you know, those uh, link and bios like link tree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started building something like that, but for writers um, within two or three hours of doing that i was like this is not jiving like i'm i'm not into this at all um so and my number one rule right now is that i'm in the position to do this and i do it is that if i am not waking up looking forward to building something or to doing whatever it is that i'm doing i'm not going to do it um that's like my number one rule for Mm -hmm. for what i'm doing with my life um, and I was not looking forward to it. I would get on the computer and I'd be like, I do not want to do this. So I just, I just stopped that. Um, so I had three different ideas. I had the idea for a Flutter job, job board, like a niche job board for Flutter developers. Um, a bubble UI kit, because UI kits are hot in bubble right now. So I was thinking of building okay. one. Or um, I got the idea from the people who DM'd me for uh, the course on GPT-3 plus bubble or like no code plus GPT-3. So I posted that on Twitter for people to vote on. And it's like overwhelmingly the course oh, wow. for bubble and GPT-3. I mean, only like 16 people voted on it so far, but still it was like 80%, right. 80% GPT-3 course. So I'm guessing I have like a little bit of an audience there. Um for you know uh, probably like a a built-in set of customers um if i decide to build the course so i think i'm gonna do that for the next like 10 15 days or so i'll work on building a course and i've never built a course before so i have no idea how to do it (laughs) or how to make it good but i'll have to figure all that out yeah that's really nice would that be uh one time sale sort of thing like how does that work or is it like yeah. an ongoing group of people that take it no i think it'll just be like a gum road one-time sale okay um probably nothing too big um yeah i don't know i i'll have to figure it out I've yeah it's kind of cool course. i mean something you haven't done probably right um yeah like build never. a course yeah yeah i've never done it that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to figure out the tech. I'll have to figure out how to market it. Um, yeah, we'll cool. see. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> but I think I'll actually enjoy doing this because I love talking about Bubble and I love talking about GPT three. So. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, that's a good fit. It's the perfect. Yeah, it's the perfect kind of next thing. Especially, it's so fresh in my mind right now. So. Um, yeah. How about you? How's 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 blog static? Uh, block static is nice actually. Um, I'm taking it very slow. I uh, don't want to get too excited ahead of myself. I have mm-hmm. people registering that I have no idea where they're coming from. I oh, such a good feeling. It's so good. I have <laughs> uh, I haven't included analytics yet. I don't know. I can't track anything at all. Like I don't know where they're coming from. But it's people that 
I'm not following uh, people that don't follow anyone I follow. So we don't have sort of similar mutual friends on Twitter anywhere. I haven't asked them yet. I sort of want to just monitor what's happening. So that is really good. Um, it's sort of motivating me to push to launch uh, for real, like get out of alpha. Uh, one thing that I got stuck with uh, this past week and probably will carry on this week as well is picking the right editor. Um, a lot of people initially uh, liked the markdown approach and I like it too, honestly, but I see its limitations, especially with images um, and some other things that some of the editors are really powerful in. I'm looking at, uh, I was looking at three actually. One is CK Editor, which a lot of people know. Um, the other one is um, Redactor X. That was something that I came across last week. Ben uh, told me about it, Digital Trouble on Twitter. Uh, that was really cool. It's, I think, made by a Finnish uh, development shop. Uh, that was really nice. And then there is one which seems pretty good. It's called uh, Froala. Froala, I think, something like that. F-R-O-A-L-A. -A. Yeah. They're in Texas, I believe. That's what their address says. And it has everything, honestly. Um, and it's really intuitive, so I like it. It's kind of pricey. Uh, well, initially, it probably won't be that much. They give a 35% discount for new businesses. And that brings down the price for the first year to 585 I think, for unlimited users. So that's kind of nice. CK Editor is out of the picture. They're way too expensive. It was like mm -hmm. 7000 per year or something. Oh, my God. It's nuts. Yeah, I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. Even though I liked it and I, I've implemented it already. So I was dealing with that. And another thing that sort of um, I was thinking about as I'm doing block static is that um, I really want to focus on it for the next couple of months and not really do anything else, even though from time to time I'm sort of itching about, you know, I have a list of things or I see something. I'm like, oh, that will take me like two days to build it. And it's it's a lie. Like It will, it will take me more. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to do that. So I really want to stick to block static. And one thing that uh, I ran across is that I purchased this product. I'm actually trying to purchase a lot of products that I want to use from indie hackers, uh, instead of buying it from like a big startup, a big company, I'm always looking at, it, at the alternative. Nice. And one thing that made me sort of um, uh, sort of feel, uh, what's the word, uh, sort of iffy about buying a specific product is that the founder of it, he builds a lot of products. Um, always he's tweeting about different products. And that sort of makes me feel uh, unsafe about this product that I want to purchase, if that product will be updated, if that product will be around. Because I know running product as a as one person is really hard. So if you're doing like 10 products, that's sort of just, you know, it's a big turnoff for me. And with that thinking, yeah, it was really, I mean, I don't know if it, if it you know, if you come across anything like that, like you wanted to buy product and you like the product, there are some bugs. And then you see the founder tweeting about different products all the time. And you're like, oh, man, like this, these bugs are you know, going to be here forever. Plus, the product won't be updated for sure because this person is interested in so many things. So I'm like, you know what? Like I want to because of that, I want to focus on one product only.
like only uh, block static for the time being. And even if I'm itching for some other product, like uh, that's going to have to wait um, until I'm through with doing what I want to do with block static. And if the rate of interest goes this way without me marketing it that much, like that's a pretty okay sign to begin with. And maybe if I up my efforts a bit and just really go at it with uh, more outreach, more ads, there might be something more to it. So I really want to pursue that. And um, yeah, it's it's good. Honestly, I'm I'm happy that people are registering with my other products. I had to beg people, and they didn't, you know, register at this rate and try it out. So really happy for that. Uh, it's it's a first for me, to be honest. So. That's um, amazing. Yeah, it feels good for a change. It is definitely, it's not a pull. I wouldn't call it a pull yet, but uh, there is something more there than it was with my other products. So I really want to explore that. Uh, so yeah, uh, the editors probably like I'm gonna uh, choose between Redactor X and Froala in the next day or so. Um, get that out of the door, deploy it, and then focus on doing the other features that I have on the backlog. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I have a little bit of a challenge with a uh, client that I have, not the client itself, but the project is so, sort of overlapping with block static. So I really have to be good with managing my time. And this product is uh, over this project. This client project is over sometimes in August. So um, it's not going to be my entire time working on it, but that's the time that it will be delivered and over with. So um, I have a couple of weeks left in it. So I really have to be um, good with managing my sanity and my uh, my time as I'm working yeah. on block static and that. So um, yeah, yeah, um, that's that's what's up, I guess. Cool. But, yeah. um, I want to go back to what you said about um, not having analytics on there mm -hmm. because I heard um, a podcast the other day about. I completely forget. Oh, it was Balsamic, uh, okay. the design tool. Um, the founder of Balsamic doesn't look at analytics at all. He just looks at like signups, MRR, like that's okay. their, that's their metric. And um, I thought there was something to it um, to not like get bogged down in analytics. And I'm trying to do that with IndieStack to not look at like page views or anything like that and just look at MRR. Mm -hmm. Um, just see how you know how how revenue is growing um, and it's been it's been really good to not get stuck in all of that minutia of mm -hmm. page views and you know unique visits and all this and like what am I going to do with that information I have no idea what I would even do right. with that information you know like yeah. I, I know what I have to do it's like my inputs are the same, right? I have to create content. Um, creating content and putting content out there is what is what increases revenue. Okay, done. Like, I don't have to see how many people were on the site at any given time. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I felt like I got so stuck on all those analytics. And now that like, I've heard this other perspective of this huge company that doesn't even look at analytics i'm like what am i doing i have like you know just like mm -hmm. not even thousands of people like hundreds of people a day and that's like nothing compared to some of these huge some of these huge um 
uh, companies. So anyway, I just thought it was, I think that if you, you could totally get away with not doing analytics mm-hmm. um, for a while. Yeah. And Especially just in at... early days, I mean, your numbers are so low. Yeah. And I mean, they don't make any sense. Uh, I got caught up not long ago into like trying to grow my Twitter followers. And I know people that sit on Twitter. Like I, I do tweet a lot also, I think. But it's never with a goal. Like I quit trying to like gain followers and I know people do it like almost as a job and they get like thousands and thousands. And if I had thousands of thousands, like I'd be insecure about tweeting about anything, you know? Like I don't mm-hmm. want all these people to to look at my weekend of, you know, me going out in the woods and judge me <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So I have a, like, I'm interacting maybe with, out of my followers that I have, I'm interacting maybe with 20 people at most. That's enough, like, for my sanity, you know? Like, I don't want more than that. Like, it'd be just too much. So I agree. I totally agree. Like, I I, I probably put the analytics at some point, but then it's probably going to be once I hook up my blog static blog, if I start blogging uh, to the search console and then seeing, like, which articles are performing better or maybe if I buy hrefs, which probably will never happen like i don't know like that's one of the goals that i have but we'll see like how it goes with all the other things that i have going on but i know that maybe like if you're like huge and you want to optimize and you have investors and you're trying to like maybe you know if you if you change the color of the button and certain people click on it and you get an extra million per year revenue like that's incredible like Mm -hmm. do that you know but in my case, like you said, like it's, it's 100 people like visiting the website. Like, I don't know what to make of that. Like, you know, how many of them are bots or so? Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, was... I think it's like good to um, to monitor it. So sort of like uh, viscerally and just see like how things are happening or people happy talking to them and not just looking at numbers and trying to guess if they're happy or not, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what the founder of Balsamic said. And okay. um, he was like, he was like, what can you get from an analytics dashboard that you can't get from talking to a customer directly? And yeah. I thought that was just so powerful, you know, like talk to your potential customers, talk to your customers, um, get get input from them specifically instead of from just a bunch of numbers. Um, I don't know. It's been very freeing. It's been very <laughs> liberating to um not be looking at those numbers obsessively yeah totally totally um i had something written here on my notes uh i I think you had to do something with um with your tweet and Mm. um i'm gonna elaborate a bit so you had a tweet saying um is it an indie what was it again oh are you uh, indie or are you early stage startup you're right yeah that was the question And I had written a note here, and it came from actually a friend of mine recommending Blockstatic to somebody, and they were a complete unknown to me or anything that I, any of my friends. And the way they described it, this was meant well, by the way. They said, oh, look at Val's new project, indie project, you know? And mm-hmm. hearing it out like that, I'm like, that doesn't sound like a business. That sounds like something that will be today and maybe gone tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know? So... Mm-hmm. Like, how do we project ourselves? You know, like, yes, in our circles, like when we're talking, we're saying, hey, you know, we're indie, et cetera. But you have somebody that 
wants to blog or wants to have a blog for their company and they look at you like, oh, this is a project like, uh, I don't know, I'm going to look at this other company that's called WordPress that it's been around forever or Ghost or whatever. So yeah, like I'm, I'm real divided with that and I don't even know if I want to be called like to the general customer a project or an indie because I'm afraid that will be a turnoff for them. I don't know. Yeah. It's tricky. It is tricky. I, I feel like there should be something in between, right? Like in between indie and early stage startup. Yeah. Small um, business. Because, yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. The thing is that like it's people don't call digital products small businesses. Right. right? You think of small businesses as like local businesses. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Brick and mortar. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I, I think yeah. that... Um, I think that to this circle of people, like the circle that we're in, like the maker circle, the indie circle, it's totally fine to be called an indie project. Um, but to anything outside, to anyone outside of the circle, like if it's like a business looking mm -hmm. to blog or if it's, you know, like an individual that doesn't understand the indie maker or mm -hmm. really understand what indie means, um, I think being called a project is definitely detrimental. Yeah, yeah, it's like so temp. It's like temporary. It it will be a pro like projects are over. You know, like that's right. that's what a project is. Right. Um, it, one thing that I go back to, you know, Justin with his transistor, like he repeatedly said that, yes, his audience initially might have helped with maybe getting some traction, uh, but then the majority of their clients are people that don't really care or know who Justin is. Right. Uh, I've heard the same thing uh, from Basecamp people. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention them <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> I guess I am. Um, so, um, yeah, like, you know, like they don't, they don't even know what we do. Like they want a service. They go to the website. They want to be convinced that it's a real thing, that it does what they say they do. And that's the end of it, you know, like you don't want to, um, uh, I don't know, sway them from your purpose of what you're selling to them. Like why complicate it? Why complicate their decision uh, when all they want is a blogging platform uh, that does the job and is by a company who's credible, who's been around, who will be around. That's sort of yeah. my thinking recently, you know. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the this like justin said right like this maker community and you being the center of your project is really um important in the early days when you need kind of that personal touch to get to get your 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 product going and to get those initial customers mm -hmm. but once you break free from the circle nobody mm -hmm. cares who you are Nobody right. cares what kind of project it is, if it's an indie project, if it's an early stage startup. They just want to solve their own problem, mm -hmm. right? Because this the circle that we're in is so small. Um, there's it, there's a lot more people who don't care about this stuff than there are people who care about this stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. And yes. the potential of the market outside of our circle, you know, like that's who we're serving, right? Um, so yeah. Pretty cool, yeah. pretty cool. So, um, what's uh, what's next week for you? Um, this week, I'm going to work on my course. Um, I have a lot of 
of client work to do this week but okay. in the in the free time i will be working on the gpt3 bubble course um and hopefully I, i'm gonna give myself so um i'm doing this 100 hours challenge so i'm gonna give myself 100 hours to build it out oh um, wow that's plenty good i think it is plenty i think it's oh, yeah. more than enough um I think I'll use the hundred hours also as like marketing, you know, so not just oh, building right. it, yes. but marketing it too. Um, I think it's, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's way more than enough for a course, especially such a short little, little mm -hmm. course. Um, but yeah, that's, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. And how, how do you plan to tackle it? Like, are you going to sit down and write it out? Are you going to record it? Uh, is there sort of like the best way that fits your style in a way to do this? Yeah, I'm going to record it. I'm going to, I'm going to write down like an outline, um, and then just kind of dive into recording it. Mm -hmm. It's not, I mean, speaking is not my forte <laughs> to be honest. Like, really? Okay. yeah, not, not at all. Um, I'm definitely much, a much better writer than I am a speaker. Okay. Um, but I've been pushing myself since the beginning of the year. I've been pushing myself to speak. I've been doing, you know, podcasts, including this one. Um, I've been doing a lot more meetings with people. Um, I did the Indie Stack Maker Stories podcast. Uh, and I've been pushing myself to speak more so that I can kind of gain that skill set a little bit. Okay. Um, so I think I'm going to do it speaking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do videos. Mm -hmm, I think it's right. easier too for people to to follow along if it's a video. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like one one idea I had, I I always have this, you know, tiny idea to maybe write a a short book of what I've done for the past seven years doing these things. And one of the ways that I wanted to tackle that is actually just record myself talk about everything, and mm -hmm. then not use that actually for people to see it, but then use that to write it. Uh, mm -hmm. because I think talking, I get more ideas. Like as I'm talking, I get, I get myself sort of, you know, I nudge myself with other ideas. Um, it's faster. Like my, my thoughts come faster when I'm talking and uh, use that to write it. <laughs> sort of like a hack. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. It's like, yeah. let me record this audio or video of me just rambling to myself about things that I've learned or whatever, and then just, you know, put it in a concise, humanly readable form. Yeah, people uh, people do that. That's a common really? thing that people oh. do. Yeah, yeah. I worked nice. for a lawyer one time that okay. was writing a dissertation or maybe like a thesis, mm -hmm. and he was not, he's like, I, I can't write, but I can talk, okay. uh, obviously being a lawyer. Right. Um, <laughs> so I, my job was to transcribe his thoughts and put it into like, understandable words on paper mm -hmm. um, okay so yeah it's something that, that works do. yes yeah i'm the complete opposite i for me when i'm writing the thoughts come very quickly so okay. i think i think by writing when i'm and talking your, sometimes i get stuck is your first draft just a sort of one go like without editing and then you go over it is that usually how it works or are you like pretty clean from from the get-go I'm pretty clean from the get-go, like the blog posts oh. that I've written. I mean, not that they're like masterpieces or anything, but, and they're very um, kind of, you know, stream of thought. Um, mm, interesting. But they're, yeah, I just, I just write it once and then I just go over it one time to make sure there are no typos. 
I don't. I thought accurate. they were heavily edited. I mean, they, they no, sound so no, good. not at all. Wow. Not at all. Well, that's impressive. I wish I could do that. I I have to go over mine so much to make it sound good. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. should we end it here? Maybe I don't know. Forty minutes. I think forty-four. I think I think we're yeah. I think we're good. That's all, folks. 